0: Chapter 5 of Virginia's Adventure Club. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Leslie. Virginia's Adventure Club by Grace May North. Chapter 5. The Mysterious Old House. Mickey O'Brien drove the school bus that was now on runners, and 25 of the warmly wrapped Hilariously joyful girls were crowded in. A barrel of apples was strapped to each side of the bus, where baggage was often placed. The big, rough farm wagon, which had been converted into a sleigh with straw deep on the bottom of it, was filled with the primary pupils. Betsy had so arranged things that she and her particular friends were the last to enter the bus, and so they were the nearest to the door. Two, she had asked Mickey to drive very slowly when he reached the woods on the county farm road. Luckily, Mr. O'Brien was in the lead with his load, and so he did not notice when Betsy and Babs slipped out at the edge of the woods. I don't in the least approve of their going, Virginia said to her companion, but I think we should accompany them. I'd be terribly worried if they went alone. Mickey, who knew that Betsy wished to remain there until the sleigh returned, had brought his team to a very slow walk, and so Virginia, Megsy, and Sally had no trouble whatever in stepping from the low step to the road. If the other girls were curious, they had no time to make inquiries, for the young driver at once whipped up his horses and was soon close behind his father's sleigh. We must find a wider hole in the hedge if we're going to get through, Virginia remarked. Betsy, hand in hand with Babs, was wading through unbroken drifts, it was their intention to follow the hedge to the back of the large estate. Mickey had told them that it would be an hour, at least, and perhaps longer before he would be returning, and in that time surely they ought to be able to closely examine the grounds and the outside of the old house. Suddenly Betsy cried out joyfully, and turning, she beckoned to the three who were following in the track they had made. Goody for us, Babs exclaimed. One of the cypress trees in the hedge is dead and we can easily break through here. Betsy was already doing this and in a few moments, with united effort, a narrow passage appeared. Oh, Megsy shuddered when they all stood within the high hedge. How dismal and silent it is, except for the sighing of the little wind in the pine trees. Follow me, Betsy called over her shoulder. I'll take you to the circling drive. It's blown clear of snow and leads right up to the old house. Margaret glanced at her wristwatch. It's three now. In half an hour, we must start back to the main road. I certainly wouldn't want to be here after dark. The twilight comes so early these days. I can just imagine how lovely it must have been here once upon a time, Virginia said. That old summer house is covered with rose vines. Can't you picture how pretty it will be in June? Let's all come over and see it then, shall we? Sally suggested. Virginia, who had never before seen a rustic garden house, was much interested, and she stopped at the open door. Megsy, Sally, and Babs were with her. A rustic table with four chairs made of small trees with the bark on were within. Isn't it fun to think pictures? the romantic Sally remarked. Can't you fancy the Lady Burgess, her daughters and friends, all dressed in the pretty styles of long ago as they sat about at the table drinking tea? Margaret nodded. I can see them too, she agreed. And there's a gentleman wearing a bottle green broadcloth coat with gilt buttons and knee breeches. At least that was what my grandfather wore. He's standing up behind the ladies and passing the tea. Virginia smiled. And yet you won't either of you try to write a story for the manuscript magazine. Then turning away, she inquired, why, where's Betsy? She isn't with us. The would-be young detective had not cared to linger at an open summer house, which she was sure contained no mystery, for could not one see all that was in it at a glance? And so she had skipped ahead. They soon found her standing in the drive, gazing as one fascinated at an upper window in a big, rambling old colonial house. What are you looking at so steadily? Virginia asked. She too glanced up. The windows were covered with heavy green blinds and the front door was boarded up. I'm not so sure that the old place is deserted, Betty said in a low voice as the girls gathered close about her. I was positive a moment ago that I saw the upper left blind open a little, but now it seems to be fastened as securely as before. Betsy, you too must be unusually imaginative today, Margaret declared. If anyone were living here, why should the house be boarded up? I suggest that we walk around the place. Barbara, who liked mysteries almost as much as Betty suggested. This they did, but the right side of the house was so bleak as the front had been. Babs was first around the corner and she beckoned to the others. Look, she cried, an old-fashioned cellar door. Just the kind my grandfather had. How I adored sliding down it when I was very small. See, this one is covered with ice. Watch me while I return to my childhood sport. Laughingly, Barbara climbed up to the highest point of the sloping cellar door. Suddenly there was a crash, followed by a frightened cry. Babs had disappeared. The frightened girls lifted the other half of the sloping door and saw Babs lying in the underground entrance to the cellar. They hurried down, damp, slippery steps, and lifted her. Almost at once, she opened her eyes i'm all right she said i guess this house is rather old and crumbly she rose and as no bones were broken betsy suggested that they take a look about the cellar which lay beyond them dark damp and undoubtedly rat infested i'd rather not sally hugged her white furs closely about her and shivered more from fear than cold well then you all stand here in the entrance the would-be detective suggested I see a faint ray of light coming from somewhere off there in the darkness and I'm going to see what it is. I don't know as we ought to let her go, Virginia turned to Margaret. I have read of old cisterns being in cellars. Betsy heard and turned back to reply. My eyes are used to the darkness now. Honest, Verge, I can see where I step. Gautiously feeling her way, she slowly advanced toward what seemed to be daylight coming through a crack under the door. "'I've reached it,' Betty sang out. They could hear her voice plainly, though they could not see her. "'It is a door. Wait until I open it.' As she spoke, she pushed against it, and the door opened silently, as though it had been unlatched. Beyond was the typical stairway, leading from a farmhouse kitchen to the cellar. A small high window in the wall was letting in a dim light. "'If one of us wasn't such a frayed cat,' Betsy informed them, I'd like to climb this stairway and see where it leads. If you mean me, Betsy Clausen, Sally for once flared up, go ahead. If Virginia isn't afraid to go, neither am I. The girls had no difficulty in crossing the uneven cellar floor in the dim light from the stairway, but after they had glanced up and had seen a closed door at the top, Virginia drew back. Girls, she said, I question if we ought to prowl about other people's houses. "'But, Verge, we wouldn't harm anything,' Barbara protested. "'Peyton is always telling of some haunted house he used to visit, "'and I've been wild to see one for myself.' "'After much persuasion, Virginia agreed to go to the top of the stairs, "'if the girls would consent to go back then. "'Surely the hour is nearly up, and what would we do if the bus had passed "'and we were stranded so far from the school after dark?' "'The picture was not a pleasing one, and Sally clung to Virginia's arm.' though she would not openly acknowledge that she was frightened. Betsy and Babs were the first to reach the top of the stairs. Barbara turned the knob, and the door opened just a bit, but then closed again, and Betsy was sure that it was being held by something on the other side. How silly, she thought. Of course no one is holding it. Then she put her shoulder against the door and pushed with all her strength, Babs helping. The door swung open easily, but the girls were all sure they heard soft, hurrying footsteps. Of course it couldn't be, since the place is so plainly unoccupied, Margaret declared. I believe that the sound we heard is the rush of snow. You remember, Mickey said there would surely be a snowstorm tonight, and I believe that it has begun. They found themselves not in an old-fashioned kitchen as they had expected, but in a long, wide, dark hall, which extended, after the fashion of colonial houses, through the entire centre, with doors on either side. It was bitterly cold, and down a chimney, above a fearless hearth, the wind whistled and moaned. Come, we must hurry away, Verge said. I feel just ever so guilty in having entered this house at all. Then, turning to her foster sister, she anxiously inquired, Margaret, can you see the time? Megsie glanced at her faithful little wristwatch. Her exclamation of dismay startled the group about her. It's quarter to five. The sleighs must have passed long ago. Virginia, feeling because she was the oldest, as though she were responsible, walked quickly back to the door through which they had come. To her dismay, she found that when Margaret had closed it, it automatically had locked. They were evidently prisoners in that old, deserted house. Moreover, it was bitterly cold. They would be nearly frozen if they remained there all night, and yet, how could they get away? Even if Mickey O'Brien found a way to get into the grounds, they would not be able to hear him, however loud he shouted. Betsy, who had led them into all this trouble, felt properly contrite for a moment. Then she said, hopefully, girls, Mickey will surely find the trail we made in the snow, and he'll follow it. That will lead him to the broken cellar door, and... But Margaret shook her head dolefully. Not if the snowstorm has come. Our tracks will soon be covered. Perhaps we can find another way out, Bab said. I suggest that we first try one of these closed doors, and then another. But just at that moment, something most unexpected happened. End of chapter five. Recorded by Leslie for LibreVox.